Hey, I'm Raina. And I'm Pete. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Unbusy Podcast. It's the show for self-employed people who want more time. Who want to be time rich. Who want to do meaningful work and be productive. While letting the busy go. Who want to enjoy their work days. And sometimes just go skiing on Wednesday afternoons. Or just take Fridays off. Self-employed people who want to spend their time where it matters. This is the Unbusy Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode <laughs> of the Unbusy Podcast. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Yet another episode. Oh, I'm doing great today, and I'm here with here my lovely... Here we are. Here you are, too, listening to us yet again. <laughs> uh, here with my lovely podcast co-host, Raina. Raina, how are you doing today? Busy or unbusy? I'm good. I would say today feels unbusy. Today is creation day. So I wrote a couple articles. We are creating right now as you speak. That's right. You're hearing the process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm going for a run after this, after we're done. So yeah, it's an unbusy day. How about you? Your day is nice. busy or busy? Uh, definitely unbusy by design for once. So I was a little burnt out all of last week. Not burnt out. That's not the right word. I've been going through some like decisions in my business and so forth, and uh, you were kind enough to help me talk through some of those. And so I actually scheduled today, which is a Monday, to be unbusy. I was like, I'm going to intentionally step away from like the day-to-day activities. I'm going to do some like journaling and drawing, which is weird, but I do it anyways. And so I've been doing that. And then I went skiing on a Monday at nice. 10 a.m., and nice. I'm going to transition this nicely into the the topic at hand today. When I was skiing, one of my first runs up, I it was a it was a dead day at the ski resort. It's a Monday. I'm, I don't I don't live in Colorado like yourself. It's a, a Midwest ski town. <laughs> Not a whole lot of people there. And so I felt like riding with somebody on the chairlift. I never do. I like to ride by myself. Totally cool with that. But today I was like, I'm gonna just like, you know, slide up next to some people when the opportunity strikes. And sure enough, the opportunity came to ride with these other people up the chairlift. And so I did. It turns out they, they're perfectly lovely. They literally live right next to the ski resort. They bought a house there 30 years ago. And they're just like, yeah, we walk here. We live here from like December to March. And then we have like another house downstate or whatever. And we just walk up here. We ski like just about every day. Our kids come up. Our grandchildren come up. Yada, yada. And they were asking about me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I live uh, down the road, like about 20, 25 minutes away. And they're like, oh, okay. By the way, it's like 11 a.m. on a Monday, right? And they're like, oh, okay. So you must you must work at home. And so you can, you can take breaks to come ski during the day. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to not only work from home, but also run my own business so I could have like, more control over my time. That's what I said to them. And they they were not weird about it. Like some people might respond like, oh, okay. They were not like that at all. Um, it's like Yay. the first words out of this guy's mouth who were sitting right next to me, he's like, money, you can't take it to the grave. And I was like, oh, huh. oh. One well, little us. did you know, the Unbusy Podcast, Raina and I are going to be discussing this later. <laughs> 
No, I didn't. I didn't say any of that. But that <laughs> deserves just like no. okay. <laughs> that 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 segued quite nicely into this topic of memento mori. You can't take it to the grave. I liked that. And let me. I actually have Wikipedia open right here. By the way, the. <laughs> I told Raina this off air. I've been excited for this episode for like a couple of days. I have like a bunch of notes. So I might just end up like Pete talking a lot. So Raina just just wave at me and yell at me like, Pete, shut up. I want to comment if you if you so desire. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me let me read the definition. For those that don't know, memento mori is Latin. It's ancient, just like the Latin language. And it means roughly, remember that you're going to die. Remember. That you have to die is the most literal translation. Remember, that's the first part, you're going to die. That's the second part. Now, if you if you go to the Wikipedia page I'm looking at right now, you will see like skulls and crossbones. And if you Google like memento mori tattoos or art or stuff like this, you'll see a lot of death, coffins, skulls, crossbones, that sort of stuff. But it actually has a much deeper meaning and that is yes death sort of negative right the way we think about death in our culture but it's a reminder of death it's a reminder that yes we are going to die and so you should act accordingly you can't take it to your grave like this elderly gentleman on the the chairlift said to me and he's absolutely right we can earn all the money in the world. We can buy all the fancy cars in the world. We could even, you know, do what we're doing and podcasts and all this sort of stuff. We're not going to take it to our grave. And you hear this all the time in the entrepreneur world, especially. People people love to throw up this metaphor of like, what do you think you're going to say on your deathbed? I wish I would have worked more. No, probably not, right? You're going to be thinking about your family, your children, perhaps, your legacy in some way or another, you're going to be thinking about these things on your deathbed. When your life flashes before your eyes, it's probably not thinking about, dang, I wish I had just like worked a little bit harder on that podcast back when I was in my you know late 20s. No, probably not, right? So I got, I got two or three stories that I wrote down. The, uh, the chairlift story was number one. And oddly enough... <laughs> The almost the rest of these stories actually happened today too. It was weird, <laughs> what? right? Yes, I've been thinking about okay. memento mori. I've been thinking about what I would want to say on this podcast. Three things have happened today without planning. Like I didn't go seek these things out. They just happened to me that reminded me of memento mori. So if you're cool, I just want to jump in the next one. Um, Two podcasts I was listening to. By the way, on the way to the ski hill, I was listening to a podcast. I heard something. And on the way back, I was listening to a different podcast and I heard something else. It's so weird. Anyways, so one of the podcasts I was listening to on my drive was 20,000 Hertz, H-E-R-T-Z. And by the way, if you're a complete audio nerd, you know what that means. If not, let me just tell you that 20,000 Hertz is a podcast about sound and it's incredible it's the it's my number one podcast right now and for the past year so good it is the best the best podcast i listened to the past year Twenty thousand hertz it's a podcast about sound audio noises it's weird anyways the one episode i was listening to today 
was on names. Names. And more specifically, the idea of – well, actually, this is not important. I'm going to skip over that stuff. The point is, the guy's name who does his podcast, his name is Dallas. Dallas Taylor. And in the podcast, he found the other Dallas Taylors and talked to them. He had five other people. It's a pretty rare name, by the way. It's the 300th most popular name for kids. And it was so interesting listening to him talk to these other Dallas Taylors and learning their similarities. There are similarities with other people who have your exact same name. And he goes into why. It's very fascinating stuff. But the last Dallas Taylor he spoke with underwent a transition. He was a heavy metal singer, like a screamer, and a fairly popular one. Like He had bands that toured over the years, and they had albums and this other stuff. And he also like made music on the side. He's a very creative person. But part of the reason he was a screamer in these like heavy metal bands is because he had social anxiety. And it was like the easiest way for him to front a band, to sing, screaming, <laughs> scream out. Really. And he suffered from social anxiety his entire life. He could not go through a drive through at McDonald's until he was like 19 or 21 or something like that. Like he couldn't do drive-thrus, social anxiety. And this continued throughout his touring days. He always found it very difficult to get along with bandmates and he never interacted with fans and all this other stuff until about four years ago when he rode a four-wheeler into a metal signpost and broke lots of bones in his face, suffered neurological damage, brain damage, and just spent months and months and months and months in the hospital in recovery. And he said, when I woke up in the hospital and as I recovered, I suffered zero social anxiety. And part of the reason that was is because he had literally faced death time and time again in the months in his recovery or whatnot. And he said, you hear this a lot from people who face death. It changes your perspective. And I just want to pause a minute and remind everybody what we're talking about here today, and that is memento mori, this idea that you're going to die one day, so act accordingly. Anyway, this Dallas Taylor in the podcast episode suffered a horrible accident, but since then, he has dedicated his life to interacting with people. He has dedicated his entire life to trying to encourage others and speak to others. And he just said it, it changed his entire outlook on life. Just perspective, right? Perspective. Uh, about an hour later, or two hours later, after I'm done skiing, I talked to the, the lovely elderly gentleman on the chairlift who reminded me that you can't take money, you can't take things to your grave. I was listening to another podcast episode. It was a Tim Ferriss episode with Matt Mullenweg. Matt Mullenweg, excuse me. Matt is the founder of, actually the creator, the creator and founder of WordPress billion-dollar company. It's an open-source web. His company powers 60% of the internet. Think about that. That's how like influential this guy is. Anyways, he recently had a father pass away in the past couple of years, and he also said that like changed his life, changed his perspective. And right now, I wanted to share this. They got, they got going down this rabbit hole of perspective. Oh, that's perfect timing. I just pulled up my phone. I want to tell you about this app. It's called We Croak. Have you heard of this? 
What? No, no. you've not heard of this. I had never heard of it either. And I assume everybody listening to this podcast has not heard of this. We croak, W-E as in we, and then croak as in what frogs do, right? Croak. We croak. And the idea is this. It's an app. It's completely free. And it sends you notifications five times a day at random times. It's not scheduled with little quotes that remind you that you're going to die. That's it. Oh, my gosh. And I signed up, and I, I held my phone up just as I knew I was going to be talking about this app. It sent me one. I got my first one right now. I'm going to read it to you. Is that okay? It says – Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on my, Yeah, I'm on my home screen right now. I haven't unlocked my phone yet. It says, reminder, don't forget you're going to die. Open for a quote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it right now. You may do this, I tell you. It is permitted. Begin again the story of your life. Jane Hirschfield. I have no idea who Jane Hirschfield is, but that's the quote. You may do this, I tell you. It is permitted. Begin again the story of your life. I like that now that I'm thinking about it. And that's all this app does. And several people have written about this. Ryan Holiday is another favorite author of mine. He literally has Memento Mori tattooed on him. And it's sort of the same idea. He has it tattooed on his arm or something because he wants to be reminded constantly that he is mortal, that he is flesh and blood, and we should act accordingly. No, I got, I got one more story right now. Oh, no. Why don't you take over, Raina? You're raising your hand like, Pete, shut up. You've been talking for 20 minutes. No, I just have this question because I'm thinking if I keep thinking about this as you're talking, I am guessing that someone out there listening to it is wondering the same thing. And we might want to shelve it and you might want to tell your next story and then we can talk about it. But two things. One that came to mind is like, you know how we get desensitized as we're reminded, like as we get notifications on our phone, as we like, if I get reminded five times a day that I'm going to die, am I just going to start to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I I know, I know. And then just like, it becomes less, there's less gravity. No. Uh, Is that the same word? (laughs) Do you it know what loses. I mean? Like the oh, I do the impact, yeah. And the other thing is, and this actually, I do want to save till the end, but it's like I don't want to forget. Is how do we figure out how to balance that? Because like, if you go through every single day constantly thinking I'm going to die, I would just start eating cake every single day for breakfast. So figuring out how to moderate that, how to remember it, and also moderate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let me let me tackle those two. Number one, it's so funny that you say that because listening to Tim Ferriss and Matt Mullenweg, two insanely insightful and smart people, like them or not, it's fine. That's where their heads went. That's the same question that Tim ah, asked Matt. I, I'm telling. I'm Great telling. minds think alike. <laughs> Billionaire creators of WordPress and Raina. Co-host of the Unbusy Podcast. Uh, I don't know the answer to that, by the way, but it is a thing, right? Like mm-hmm. I signed up. I used to text myself little positive messages throughout the day. Like, this is like four or five years ago. I did this. I wrote like fifty positive messages to myself, and I had them. I used to do it via text and email. Then I, I stopped. Like two or three times a day, or no, I think it was just daily. Yeah, it was every day at eight a.m. I eventually got to the point, like three weeks later, where I would just like glance at it and then just swipe left, right? <laughs> right? Like, right. okay, got it. Moving on. <laughs> so I, I don't have any answers yeah. for you there, and I'll see. I'll see if this uh, We Croak app 
leads that in the same way. I do like the quotes, though. It's one excuse not just to be reminded in this way, but it actually kind of pops something else up. And it's funny. There's actually a place on the website where you could submit quotes to, which I I find interesting. So it's partially curated by the community. One more thing, and then I want to come back to your second point. And I actually took a screenshot of this. Photos. Let me find it really quick. So while you're finding Uh, it, I was just thinking as you were saying that, I mean, maybe it kind of cultivates that mindset to be reminded that often, right? It's less of a shock, but it also kind of nourishes and keeps you in that that worldview or mindset. Yeah. And so to that end, I want to talk about the word remind because I, I, I want to talk about your, your second point here and go back to this idea of eating cake for breakfast. Before I do that, though, I... <laughs> Shouldn't we just I, all... We should, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. No. So, this company that makes Weekroke, I think they're called Leap, L-E-A-P. Anyways, I think they have, like, an upgraded thing you could pay for. I'm not going to, but it's uh, receive weekly. I I took a screenshot of this. I could send it to you later. Receive weekly death mindfulness challenges. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds interesting. Enjoy harder-hitting Weekroke quotes that are only for subscribers <laughs> access we new yeah access our new daily review tool and track what matters most to you now that's a sol- that's a solid one than a lot of like productivity yeah. apps and brands do or whatnot and then i like this last one add your own photos that will randomly remind you of death <laughs> or just add photos oh. of your kids or something uh, i thought that was very interesting <laughs> So, uh, uh, really quick, I do have one more story, but I'll save that for a second. I like this idea of reminders, though. So, I think the, what Memento Mori serves, whether you get it tattooed on your arm, whether you have Pete text it to you five times a day or whatever that is, it's not <laughs> – even if I get immune to it, like if I see the notifications or if I like leave my phone somewhere for like four hours and I come back to two of these notifications or whatever that is, right? I think it doesn't really matter each individual notification. I think what matters is does it do its job of reminding you of something? And, uh, oh, this is going to be relevant to you. So <laughs> no one else is going to get this, but I have a sticky note that says, wise Pete. It's actually a conversation that Ray and I had like a year or two ago. And I keep this thing around. I don't actually have it on my computer screen right now because I moved some stuff on my desk. But it's over there on my other desk. I still got it. It just says, wise Pete. And whenever I see that thing, it, it just takes a millisecond, but it just reminds me of something. And quite frankly, I'm not even going to tell you all what it is. Y'all don't need to know. The point is, it's positive for me and it helps me make better decisions. It helps me stay focused on the things that matter and it helps me stay objective in my life and business. That's what that sticky note does. It's so stupid. It's a sticky note with a pen and I wrote something on it, but it's the words that remind me of something and it doesn't take long. It doesn't take a millisecond to just be reminded of a thing and then it's in my brain. I can maybe contemplate on it for two or three seconds and then move on. And I think Memento Mori is sort of the same way. So last thing, I have. It's a story. And this answers your second question about, well, if we're all going to die, why don't I just eat cake every morning? My answer to this, <laughs> I want to give my opinions now. I've been quoting a lot of other 
smarter people than me, but I give you Pete opinions. Pete Nuggets now. Pete Nuggets. Time for Pete Nuggets. <laughs> the Pete Nuggets. <laughs> Pete Nuggets. My opinion is <laughs> it may be Memento Mori may be reminding uh, a, a reminder that you have to die, but I don't think that has as much to do with death as it has to do with who am I now making those decisions like cake. It's not because oh I can eat cake because nothing matters. No, it's the opposite. It's like I want to take care of my body for my kids, for my own health, for my own brain, so that I can live longer. I may die one day, but I want to take care of my body so I can live longer to see my grandchildren. Like it it's supposed to remind you of what's important. What's really important. Not just a day-to-day important per se, but what's really important. What matters to your emotional well-being? What matters to you specifically, personally, what matters to you? What's important? It's supposed to remind you of those things. And I will give you one good practical example that I'll finish with my story. The one practical example is my phone, right? It's super easy to pick up and start scrolling Reddit in the evenings. And it's really easy for my wife to pick it up and start scrolling Instagram in the evenings. It's something we both have to battle with. And I, I, I suck at this, right? Like it's hard not to just default to, I'm going to open up my phone right now. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to open up my phone. I'm waiting on the chairlift. I'm just going to open up my phone. I am on the bus. I'm just going to open up my phone, right? I'm not saying I have a memento mori tattoo that helps me avoid doing this, but I think that's kind of the point. What matters more at 9.30 p.m. on a Monday night after my kids go to bed and my wife and I are sitting on the couch talking about her day or browsing Reddit? It's easy to look now and say, well, duh, talking about your day with your wife as opposed to browsing Reddit. Who cares about that a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? But it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. We need to be reminded of what's important. We need to be reminded about what's going to matter a year from now, 10 years from now, and 50 years from now. We need to be reminded. And that's what Memento Mori is, right? Not only eat cake, but I, I, I personally vote for that anyways. We should eat more cake. Um, no, it's, it sounds like sometimes we call that in coaching taking the 30,000-foot view, meaning what you just said. Like, what will this matter to me in five minutes? What will this matter to me in a year? What will this matter in five years? What will it matter when I am freaking old? Um, if we get the luxury of that and measuring things against that versus not thinking about it at all, I suppose, <laughs> is the other alternative. <laughs> yeah. So let me let me uh, close out with another story. This is uh, only tangentially. You like that word? I love that word. It's only tangentially related, but it is related. And so I want to do this. Raina, have you read or listened to the book, The Art of Possibility? Yes. Actually, because you recommended it to me. That's the right. The audible version. Yes. The audible version. Yeah. It's been a couple of years ago, but I, I did. Yes. Um, it, it's been a few years for me listening to it, but I have actually listened to it twice. And I recommended it to my wife, and she loves the book, too. The Art of Possibility. It's by Benjamin Zander and his wife. Was it Rosalie? Rosamond? I think it's Rosamond. Not something interesting like that. Anyways, he tells a story, which I want to repeat to you now, which I want to, uh, you know, butcher <laughs> right now. He's going to tell the story better. 
but I'm going to try and do it right now. And the concept is rule number six. I don't know if you remember rule number six or not, but hmm, right now is pondering. She doesn't remember rule number six. Let me share the story. Two prime ministers are in an office chatting about the affairs of state. What's going on in your country? How can we help? What's, here's what's going on in ours, and so on and so forth. And then somebody barges into the room. It's an assistant to the the home prime, the resident prime minister. It's like, sir, sir, uh, I absolutely need you to come take a look at this. I'm really sorry to interrupt, but you need to come. And the prime minister behind the desk just raises his or her hand and says, excuse me, um, Daniel, please remember rule number six. And then immediate calm. Daniel pauses for a second and says, you're right, sir. I'm so sorry. I'll catch you later. And then he walks out of the room. The visiting prime minister is like, huh, that's interesting. So they continue chatting. And five minutes later, Sally runs into the room. Sir, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I have to put this on your desk. This actually needs your urgent attention. Excuse me, Sally, please remember rule number six. And again, complete calm. And she says, oh, you're so right, sir. Forgive me. We'll catch up. And then she walks out. And then 20 minutes later, it happens again with the third person. And after this person walks out of the room calmly, the visiting prime minister says, Ex- excuse me, sir, I-, I just have to ask you, you've had three of your employees walk in and raise hell, but you just reminded them of rule number six and they were calm. So can I ask you what rule number six is? And the home minister says, oh, of course. Rule number six is don't take yourself so damn seriously. And then the visiting prime minister says, oh, yeah, okay. What are the other rules? And the home prime minister says, there aren't any. <laughs> That's it. And uh, you're not laughing because it's not actually a funny story. But the point is still there. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. And I'm going to be frank with you. This is something that everybody, everybody, most people think they don't have a problem with, but they probably do. And I think I'm included in this. And so coming back to this idea, well, I'll, I promise I'll stop talking sometime in the near future. This idea of memento mori and the fact that you need to be reminded of your immortality, that you are going to die so that you can take action accordingly. Part of that for me personally is remembering not only am I going to die, but these things I'm stressing about right now and that I'm angry about right now, do they matter? Do they matter? Mm. Something happened at the pool. I swim laps these days because I'm super fit. That was a joke. That was sarcasm. But I do swim laps at my local YMCA. And something kind of crappy happened to me this past Saturday. I was angry. I mean, I was like legit angry. I was like, ready to talk to staff. I was mad. I came home and I didn't, by the way. And I came home and I, um, I didn't take it out of my wife, but I, I complained to her. I was like, I just need to get this out. Like, I just need to be angry for a second and talk about this and so on and so forth. And it took me hours to come around to the fact that like, wow, this doesn't matter. Like I'm choosing to be angry right now to persist and be angry about this thing. And I'm like, who cares? Why am I taking myself so seriously? I don't even care anymore. I'm still angry for some reason, but looking back, that was like five hours ago. I'm not even mad now. In fact, I don't care. I'll never see this other individual again. Like, it doesn't actually 
matter. But it's affecting my ability to be a husband and a father and a decent human being. And I was like, wow, how serious was I taking myself? I take myself too seriously too much. So that's that's the end of my story. I want to hear your thoughts on any and everything I just said. But rule number six, don't take yourself so damn serious. Well, I was just thinking the irony of Memento Mori is that it helps you take some things more seriously meaning how you actually choose to spend your days, which ironically is how you spend your life, and also less seriously in other ways. Perspective. It's just priorities so and all perspective. Purpose. So all purpose. <laughs> we should like rename this podcast. Priorities, purpose, and per- perspective. No, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Memento mori. Yeah. Remember that you have to die. Okay. I think I want to close with this. It's a positive thing. It is about death, the the Latin phrase or whatever. But I think it's I think it's a positive thing for those of us who are looking to make better use of our time to also try and fight through overwhelm, to fight through to do lists that never ends, as we've discussed already, to like Live this life that we have chosen for ourselves, entrepreneurship, self-employment, this sort of stuff. I think it's more important than ever that we focus on, well, what is important, the activities that matter, the projects that matter, and also just coming back to the life that matters, right? Spending time with loved ones, taking breaks, reading a book for pleasure, right? Like getting away from the work to some degree to live. Don't forget to live. What was that movie? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I, I was what? Wally. Have you seen Wally? Oh. No, never. And I know, oh I know. Everyone tells me I need to see it, but oh yeah. My God. It's the best Pixar movie. By far. Wally. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I will spoil though, this one. What soon. you're saying What you're saying is that, you know, we appreciate things more when we know they will end. When we are aware they are, they will end. We enjoy days on vacation because we know it is ending. Hmm. And I think everything that's come before is really memento mori is to remind you that this will end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This life you have will end. Yeah. So okay. you, we croak free app to text yourself five <laughs> times a day. Reminding yourself. I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to the quotes. We'll see if they they lose their uh, their effect eventually. But anyways, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's yeah. fascinating. All right. Well, let's sign off. <laughs> I'll let Raina sign off last, as always. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to another podcast episode here on the Unbusy Podcast. We love you guys. If you decide to listen to this, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, and bye, y'all. Hey, Raina, why don't we serve advertisements or sponsors on this podcast? Mm, Because we didn't want to do it. Oh, yeah. But isn't there a way for our listeners to show that they enjoyed the Unbusy podcast? There is. There's actually two ways. Mm, Go on. So first, they can head to our website, unbusypodcast.com, and buy us a coffee. There's a little button that'll let them donate any amount of money just to show some love and fuel our caffeine addiction. Oh, yeah. I love caffeine. 
All right, what else? They can also head to their podcast app of choice, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yada, 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 and leave us an honest rating and review. I like that. That'll make us super happy to read. Oh, yep. Alrighty then. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbusy Podcast. We hope you took away some nuggets. Thanks for listening, y'all. Till next time. Bye, Bye, y'all.